0: And welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And it's finally time to put a bow on this year of 2019. As we've said, it was a behemoth year for K-Pop. And since you all know, and those last two episodes probably told you, that you know exactly what we are about and what we liked about K-Pop this year. Um, But we wanted to know what you guys thought about it too.
1: Yes,
2: we've been asking for your K-pop highlight of the year, and you did not disappoint. We got so many wonderful emails, um, so we are just going to read out a couple of them um, and shout out and celebrate some of the wonderful moments that you guys got to experience that defined your year your in year. K-pop. Great. Um, So I have to read
0: this first one, because this came from the listener who suggested this in the first place. Ah. Um, So our listener, Lynn, uh, suggested this category, like doing this for an episode and said, for example, me and my daughter had the biggest surprise of 2019 when we fell for B2B. Mm. we had first heard them and we thought they're just okay not really our thing but then we finally decided to give them a try and realized that not only are they the funniest people on the planet we fell for their music hard and now they're in our top five just something for you guys to think about doing so we did think about doing
2: it (laughs) we thought about it and we did it we're doing it right
0: now (laughs) Um, so I love that that's great I like that B2B is getting new fans even after all this time
2: Good job, boys. <laughs> we got to see them at the Hollywood Bowl last, uh, year. last year. Yes, and they had many dedicated fans. So glad to see their fan base is continuing to grow.
0: All right. Here's this next one. This is from Almari, And I want you to know that your Twitter display names always make us laugh really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be aware of that. Uh, theirs was patsy decline for a while and that was very funny that is it's changed now but it was oh really (laughs) i
2: love patsy decline it's like if i was a drag queen i would want to be called patsy decline it's like such a great it's such a great night name there's also someone on amino that follows us and their username is can you coco stop and i fucking love it I love it.
0: (laughs) Y'all are clever. Okay. So Ahomari says, my K-pop highlight of this year was seeing Taemin live. I've been a fan of Shiny since debut. They were my first K-pop group. Timming is my first bias, and never in my life did I think I'd see him. Yes, I bought a shiny fan light and a shit ton of Taming stuff, including the sign po- poster just for the Super M show. It didn't sink in until I saw him on stage, but when the Danger Sherlock mashup performance started, I had a full breakdown. Here, he was, some, here was someone I had been a fan of since I was like 16, and he's right there in front of me. I'm Still not over it. Thank you, Timmine.
2: Thank you, Timmy. Just in general. Can't wait to see that for ourselves.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Do
2: you want to take
0: this next one?
2: This is copy
0: pasted from a much longer email. Okay,
2: so this is an excerpt. Yes. Some
0: of just a note, some of your emails have been truncated for time we tried to take
2: the important sentences out but no we just know we 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 read read them them all we read them all (laughs) all of them Um, so this one comes from our dear listener Megan and she says the biggest highlight of the year was getting to see Monster X in Houston I wasn't going to go but as the date came closer something in my gut said I absolutely needed to go I was extremely lucky to buy a ticket super close to the stage for an extremely low price I was literally right behind the VIP pit section. This was the closest I'd ever been to a stage for any K-pop concert. Shout out to the person on Twitter who sold their ticket to me. The craziest thing that was that I lived two and a half hours away from the venue and I scored this ticket three and a half hours before the concert started. I had to zoom down there. I was all the way to the left of the stage, sort of in a dark corner. It seemed like the members could see fans really well for a few reasons. I made direct eye contact with Hyangwon. That is literally how close I was he looked at me and we had this moment I don't know what was going on because he was just glaring at me but as he walked away it looked like he was grinning like he was playing some kind of joke on me it was so cute Another reason being that Joo Honey and I had the cutest moment ever together. I was sitting down curled up in my chair because I had begun to feel really sick. I had been up since 4am and it was nearing 10pm. Whenever I go a long time without sleeping I start to feel sick and get migraines. He came over to my side of the stage where Hyung Won had been. This was close to the end of the concert. He saw me sitting and pointed at me, making a sort of get up gesture. I stood up and pointed at myself, and he nodded, looking thoroughly pleased with himself before walking away to join the other members. It felt completely surreal. I pinched myself because surely that wasn't happening to me. Surely I was imagining things. I could have just been convincing myself Hyungwan and I were looking at each-, at each other, but that moment with choo was undeniable. He nodded when I pointed at myself. I nearly
1: died
2: (laughs) unfortunately i didn't have any moments with anyone else as they all sort of picked certain areas of the stage and stuck to them but i had an absolutely incredible time and i was so happy i went now i know why my gut kept telling me to go why a ticket essentially fell in my lap it would be my last time to see Monster x as seven this is a bittersweet highlight but i needed to tell you guys always listen to your gut folks it rarely fails you Ooh, woo, what a ride that one is.
0: That was a ride. I'm really glad that you got to see that you got to see Monsta X so Megan. Like it, that concert was really great.
2: It was great. We really got exciting. to go to it too. Um, and so it, you're right. Bittersweet um, to have that be your last moment as Seven. Um, but so glad that you got to enjoy it and so up close and personal. Yeah, that's so fun. Um, this next
0: email comes from Amy. And Amy says, It's really hard to pick my 2019 best K-pop moment. There have been several, but I'm going to go with seeing Super M Live. Side note, this is gonna be a theme. <laughs> <laughs> As a newer shawal, I never thought I'd ever get to see any of shiny in person. So having Taming right there in the flesh was pretty surreal. Add in the rest of SuperM members' dance line and the incredible set list, and I felt truly hashtag blessed. I went in with a close friend and her kid, and it was so much fun being screaming fangirls together. I told her it was one of those moments that went exactly how I wanted. And how often does that happen in life? Aww. oh. That's really cute. That's really nice. <laughs> That's really nice. Thank you, Amy. Um, okay. Let's see. Ugh,
2: I can't wait to see Super M. I'm so, so excited.
0: I know. It's so exciting. <sighs> okay. Uh, this next one. Oh, I don't know if this this is, I think this is just a nice email. I think this is just a nice email, someone's selling this they oh, Love Us. I mean, I t- I You're appreciate right. it, but this, this is, is just a- This This is is just someone being nice. Thank you, Jillian, for being nice. A lot of these, we're very blessed. A lot of these include paragraphs and paragraphs about how we are cool and like, hold on. Okay. Here, this is a perfect one for you to read, Angelica.
2: Okay. I hope that I'm saying her name correctly. This is from Eliana. Eliana. Uh, And she says, I got into 17 this year and it's been great. They are now my ultimate group. So I was very excited for their comeback because it was the first 17 comeback I've been a carrot for. Wow. Side note, what a comeback to be. (laughs) Yeah, what a start. I liked feeling a part of the fandom and anticipating the album and stalking their Twitter for gorgeous teaser photos. And I really loved the song. Uh, Let Me Hear You Say is lovely and the lyrics are so cute. And the stages slash choreo is amazing, too. I nearly cried watching that Snapshoot stage where they were all pink, where they were all wearing pink. That is relatable. Mm -hmm. I think I did cry watching that. Um, (laughs) They all just looked so happy. I also really enjoy seeing all of their stage outfits. you got to love 13 handsome guys in suits. Anyway, I'm super proud of them, and I hope to witness many, many, many more 17 comebacks. Um, Also, I K-pop journal, and I made a spread about an ode, and I wanted to show you guys, so I've attached it. (gasps) Oh! Oh yeah! My God! These are beautiful pictures. Oh my God! With like
0: great cor- great calligraphy, and all of the like backstage little selfie. Oh, and like ah, look the freckles, little notes on like wow. how all cute.
2: This is like a beautiful seventeen <gasps> notes about all the songs. <laughs> And overall thoughts, these are like the the novels I send to Jenna when I watch the K-pop concerts. This is amazing. This is beautiful. This is like a scrapbook about an ode. And I like can't, wow, I can't even really believe it. That's incredible. Eliana, that is beautiful. Beautiful work. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Okay,
0: this next one is a short and sweet, but I really liked it. This is from Curtis. And Curtis says, My wife and I have been K pop fans for about a year about a year and have discovered that it can be like drinking from a fire
2: hose. (laughs) What a good metaphor. So
0: good. Without doubt, our personal best of 2019 has been attending our first K pop concerts. We saw Blackpink in the spring and Super M a couple weeks ago. It's been really fun being the almost 40 year old couple there with all the squealing youth love Curtis and Katie.
2: Cute. <laughs> well, you know what? Super M just recently did a Wired interview where they specifically said there's no age limit to K pop and that ha- we've gotten emails before about, like, oh, am I too old to go to this concert? No, you are not. You go and you love it, girl or boy. Yes.
0: Okay. This next one is one of, not not to make anybody else feel bad, but this was one of my favorite emails I got because it was from our listener, Nick, who specified right up top that they were in their feelings at a happy hour when they decided to send this email, uh, which I really like. Um, so I think I've highlighted... The, sure. the most important of this.
2: Okay, so here we go. It says, If I had to choose my favorite singular moment from this year, I would absolutely have to say the TWICE concert I attended in Chicago, specifically the Aftermoon performance. TWICE is by far my ultimate group. Sorry, Angelica, I'm TWICE trashed through and through. It's really funny that you're making me read this email. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was See, just trying to old... go back and no, forth fairly. <laughs> no, it, it works out. It's pretty, it's like ironic. I like it. <laughs> (laughs) Um, seeing your ultimate group live is an unbelievable feeling that I think is very easy to describe to a fellow K-pop fan but nearly impossible to describe to someone that isn't into K-pop so I won't go into all the feelings I felt during that concert but I will say the Aftermoon performance was the most emotional K-pop moment I have ever experienced as you've discussed on the pod Mina has been taking a break from TWICE activities due to anxiety issues and this was near the beginning of the schedules that she missed because of that This ballad was the moment that everyone in the audience turned their light sticks to Mina's official color to show both Twice and Mina specifically that we love her and that she will always be a part of Twice in our hearts. It was truly beautiful to see everyone support Mina in such a positive way by not only accepting that she wasn't physically part of the concert, but that it didn't matter how long it would take. We wanted her to take her time with her recovery and we would be happy no matter what her ultimate choice was as long as she was happy this was not only such an intense level of support for recovery but in the once community I've been able to talk with we really were accepting that if she didn't want to come back we cared much more about her health and happiness than her quote unquote ruining our bias group by leaving this was so much there was so much acceptance and pure love for Mina all expressed during that one song and being able to be a part of it was something that I will never forget so that's my ultimate K-pop moment of 2019 uh Uh, and then he sends us a few honorable mentions because um, his
0: phone got taken during an oh my girl before mm -hmm. we retweeted it yeah uh, because that's really fun like got a selfie video like straight from the idol amazing and he got to tell somebody to her face that he loved her (laughs) at a high touch this year
2: and she said oh I love you too (laughs) which is like whoo
0: so wow great for you Nick he also then gushed nice things about us but I will not indulge that so (laughs) thank you (laughs) Anyway, <laughs>
2: and thank you for feeling comfortable to like drunkenly gush to us. Yeah. because we welcome that at all. Moments. I really like we're that. currently drinking champagne. So got
0: to celebrate. Yeah. All right. Here's another quick one. So maybe I'll take two in a row to give you a reading break. Okay. But OK, this one is from Alex. And Alex says, huge fan of the podcast from Edinburgh, Edinburgh, U- Edinburgh, Edinburgh, UK, Edinburgh, <laughs> Edinburgh. Edinburgh, 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 UK. So many good and bad things happened in K-pop this year for me, but the best moment in 2019 was discovering Wanna One. I unfortunately started liking them after they disbanded.
2: That is what? Wow. Continue.
0: Also wanted to thank you guys for teaching me about K-pop, persuading me to learn Korean, and to stand key.
2: Yeah.
0: Those are achievements that I will take. So good for all of us, Alex.
2: I love that. Uh, also, sorry, for, sorry, you got into one on one after they were all already done.
1: That's a <laughs> yeah, bummer. That's yeah.
2: uh, here's another quick one. Um,
0: this person didn't even leave their name. I think it is Sam, I could guess from the email, but I'm not sure. So I'm just going to call you Sam. But this person said, I've been listening to you for a while now and I love it. My 2019 highlight will be coming up. I know you two aren't crazy about them, but I love Dreamcatcher and they are finally doing a U.S. tour. And I'll be able to go to the New Jersey show and it will be my first K-pop anything. I'm not sure this qualifies. So I'm just super excited and I don't know anyone who in real life who cares.
2: <laughs> we care. That totally counts. It totally counts for your your 2019 highlight to have not yet happened. And I hope that you had an incredible time um, because that email was sent in November. So it's so I, I think you've already seen Dreamcatcher
0: and they um, sent a picture of their Dreamcatcher album and poster wow, collection, which is very
2: nice. They have a whole bookcase dedicated to Dreamcatcher. What a K-pop dream come true. And I also just
0: want to say, like, for future reference, a couple of these emails, like, apologize to us for liking groups that we don't like. Don't you dare do that to us. Yeah, no
2: apologies. You like
0: what you like. And we like that you like it. So, like, truly.
2: Because we recommend a lot of things and, like, we talk, we obviously talk about our own favorites a lot um, as you will have noticed in the last, like, three episodes. Episodes. we are very predictable with the things that we enjoy um, but we by no means think that like those are the only things you should be listening to and like those are the only things that we care to talk about like no 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 like please tell us share with us the things that you love especially if they're different from the things that we love too because then we get exposed to new things and and you know like I love getting yes. a recommendation from a listener um, so please don't apologize if you like something that we don't like or that we don't often talk about because k-pop is k-pop and it's all fun definitely um so this next one i just wanted to shout out
0: because the email itself is very long and very informative and titled the essay you requested and we (laughs) did request the essay so that's on me but this uh listener savannah told us all about how they watched YG Treasure Box this season, mm. which was a YG survival show, and that they got extremely attached to all of the trainees. And then all of the drama that, like, YG not having any money has meant that this group has not <sighs> yeah. been able to debut. But I thought that this, like, these, this little thing that said, despite... All the silence, my love and commitment to Treasure 13 has not faded, and I find myself missing them daily. When I watch Korean variety shows, I imagine them appearing on them. Um, I just like this email. is, like very. It
1: hurts That's so me. Sad. It
0: really hurts me that like you got so attached to this thing that like might holy not shit. How many people at one thirteen? Two,
1: three,
2: four. Oh, there are actually thirteen. Good on you for having a number that applies to your group.
0: But I just really I appreciated the because like your feels you have your feels where you have your feels. Um. And I think that's something that we can we can relate to is like loving a group or loving a thing that like doesn't turn out the way that mm-hmm. you want it or you don't get to see them oh, as absolutely. often or at all. Um, so I just really appreciate it because it seems like it might have been kind of painful for you. I appreciate, Savannah, that you told us how much this meant for you. And we sincerely hope for you that either YG gets their shit together or all of these sweet boys find something else to do. Yeah. Um, oh,
2: man, what a bummer that would be if they never got to be a group on their own. No. Okay, here's another one. All right. Uh this I will say before I I read this. I will just say if you are a person a listener who your first language is not English, don't you dare apologize to us for your grammar or your English. I hate it. You are doing great, and we will, I teach ESL uh, to adults, so I am very used to speaking to people who are learning English. Just, you just do your best, sweetie. And And you all are great. Yeah, you always apologize, and then there's, like, zero (laughs) mistakes. I'm like, what are you even talking about? Um, So, but just don't even apologize, don't ever apologize for learning something new and being in the process of learning things, just in general. Don't apologize for, for your language. Okay, that being said, this is from Tyrone, uh, who is a 19-year-old listener from the Netherlands. Tyrone says, 2019 has been a fun but rough year for K-pop, as we all know. My highlight from this year is probably very weird. Monsta X is my ultimate boy group. We all know what happened with Monsta X recently. But, seeing how all Monbebe came together so fast and showed so much support for all our boys really made me hurt less. When we were raising money, protesting at the Starship building, putting up ads in China and America, trending hashtags, supporting each other, and still giving our boys some music show wins. Seeing the explosion of love for the boys and the support that the other fandoms gave made me cry more than once. I don't know what's going to happen with Monster X in the future, but it feels very comforting to know that my fellow Mamba Biz will never stop fighting for all of Monster X. And that is truly, I agree, a yeah. beautiful. Beautiful highlight. We shouted out the Mon Bebe for their efforts. Um, and I think that that is that is to be commended no matter what the results were of your efforts. I think that you truly showed, like, an incredible, an incredible piece yeah. of
0: love. It was a really nice, like, show of solidarity and, mm-hmm. like— And a bit of, and a a bravery that Mm -hmm. other fandoms haven't shown in similar decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Universe. Uh. Why are they so complacent? I don't
2: understand. (laughs) I don't either. Oh, God. Uh, Stay tuned for our, we need to talk about Cube part two. Part two. I guess (laughs) there's a lot of feelings. (sighs)
0: Um. Okay. This next one is from, excuse me if I say this wrong, but I have a friend who has this name and how they pronounce it is Rekka. They said, the year 2019 is a banner year for me as it holds a moment that I will remember for the rest of my days. When I got into K-pop in 2014, I promised myself that if my bias group ever had a concert near me, I would do anything to to attend. While groups that I liked and even my bias group did come to the States, it was for events like KCON, and I would love to see them and wanted to wait for a full concert experience. So I held out hope. And in 2019, I was blessed with the opportunity I dreamed for. Red Velvet was coming to the U.S. for a solo concert tour, so I emptied my bank account, <laughs> got the tickets, booked the hotel, and was ready. The six-hour drive went smooth, and I couldn't wait to see Red Velvet and my queen, Joy. I went alone, but honestly, it didn't matter. Being around other Reveloves was amazing just in itself. Having other people around me to talk about our favorite Red Velvet songs and members was something that I had never experienced outside of social media, and was a blessing. In itself, it showed that I wasn't alone in this K-pop thing. So I got my front row balcony seats and I chatted with fans around me, discussing the set list from the night before. And when the lights went out and the VCR started, I got goosebumps. And the moment happened, the shadows appeared on the stage and the lights came on and they were there. The most amazing and talented five women right in front of me. Russian roulette started, and I never stopped smiling or singing. It was the most enjoyable but shortest two hours of my life. Everything was perfect, from attempting the fan chants to waving light sticks and listening to the girls talk in their cute English. Everybody deserves to see their bias live, and I hope everybody gets a chance to do so. February 9th will be a day of my life I will challenge, cherish forever. Now, as I listen to the audio stream of their LaRouche concert, I pray they will come back to the U.S., and I can spend a night. Another night with not only red velvet, but my other fellow Reveloves.
2: Oh, that is so sweet. I love how what like the thing that made that such a memorable moment was not just the girls themselves, but the fans that yeah, you got seeing to connect with. Other people. With. And I, I'm lucky enough in this life that you are such a K-pop fan as well that like we can share that together. But like I bought myself tickets to see Beyonce once and I went all by myself and had an excellent time dancing with the ladies all around me. So I think if you get a chance to see someone you love live, girl, just take it. And I say girl meaning anyone. Everyone. Um, just d- do it. Jenna, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Get those 17
0: tickets. You song in the past. How dare you not go yes, to that twice uh, concert? I'm never not going to be mad at him. Uh, I'm going to be mad at him for the rest of our lives that he didn't do that. Anyway. Missed opportunity. Um, song. This is one I just want to shout out really quickly um, because the email itself is insanely, insanely long. <laughs> and I don't think I could even like find a moment to read in it. But this listener going by the name of Lingering Inc, literally made a Gmail account so that they could send us this email. Wow. Because they don't talk about K-pop in their life at all. But they mostly talked about how Queendom got them into Idol and Mamamoo and has like totally changed their Mm. perception of K-pop. And they wrote so much. And I just wanted them to know because they went through the trouble of creating another email, like, I see you. (laughs) <laughs> I see you and I read this whole thing um and I'm very glad that you're that you're here with us in this K-pop world lingering ink
2: welcome welcome, welcome. lingering ink Uh, This next highlight comes from a listener named Telma, um, and she says, My highlight of the year was Super M. Wow, what a theme. And let me (laughs) tell you why I won the jackpot with this group. I'm a big SM stan. Shiny is one of my ultimate groups, duh. And I love XO, NCT, and Wavy. Now, here's the great part. mean <laughs> is my ultimate bias, and I've always talked about how much I would love to see him dance with Ten, my wavy bias, because they have similar contemporary dance styles that blend so well together. My bias from NCT 127 is Taeyong. Since I saw him on NCT Life and got to know his story and his passion, I fell in love, plus his deep voice and crazy dance skills. But it's not over yet! <laughs> Although my exo-bias is Lay, high five Shannon... When he is not there, I tend to rely on Jong-in. Not that's only, really fair. Side
0: note, I think that's a fair thing to do. One hundred isn't around, Kyle will hold you. It's okay. Yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs> they have a similar smolder. Not only is he an amazing, charismatic dancer, can you see the pattern here, but his bubbly personality just makes my day. So now, it's four biases in one group. Although and Mark, and Lucas are not my bias in their groups, I still love them and appreciate their solo talents and the part they play in the group. So yeah, when that Kai-Ten-Tamin performance dance video and Jopping came out, I was living my every fangirl fantasy seeing those boys dance and perform together. Then their variety show came out and we got to see how their group dynamic works and how much they love and respect each other. So this is a story of how I won the K-pop lottery this year. Love from Portugal, Thelma Rosario. From Portugal. I love it. I love our international I fans. I know, it's, it's so, so neat. I love our our uh, United, our United local fans, too. <laughs> um, wow, how fun. And, like, how great that you got a group that just, like, really captured all your favorite boys. I think that's
0: the real magic of Super M is, like... And probably one of the reasons that people were skeptical in the first place is mm. that they took so many faves and put them in one group. Sure, But then if you like those... If those faves are your faves, then like you can't now ask you for can anything better. Now you get to
2: see them better. all together. Yeah, what could be better?
0: Um, okay, here's this next one. It's from Rebecca, and it says, You only said one, but I couldn't, and I'm really ashamed. <laughs> and I hope you understand why I had to do this. This year I discovered SF9, and I could not be happier because of that discover discovery, because they are by far a great group sadly they're not as recognized as other groups but that doesn't mean they're not super talented they have nine members and they were selected through a show they create their own choreographies and help create their songs their songs are so good and they have super funny crack youtube videos that are like heaven (laughs) i'm so sad i discovered them this year because they came to my country mexico in 2018 and i didn't know so i lost my chance to see them anyway sorry for my english um no, Rebecca. No, sorry for your English. But I also talked about in the other episodes, I loved SF9 this year as well. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you missed them, yeah. but I'm glad you have a new group. And if they came to Mexico once, that I, there's they a might chance they'll come again. back.
2: They might do it again. But she mentioned two. Does oh, she have yes, another, she one? Sent
0: another one? Another one, Which said Chen's solo debut was the other highlight. And I also agree. I have to say that, like, we talked in the other episode about how Mino, I'm home was like a highlight. Mm-hmm. We heard it in Korea a lot. The other thing we heard in Korea a lot was Chen's April and a Flower because yeah. that was like the new hotness. And we heard yeah, that, that song every day out. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that's gonna stay one of my like uh highlights as well. This one is about us.
2: Oh How dare they? That's very sweet.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, but how dare they? This next email is from Myung and they had the audacity to say their favorite moment was about us. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know what to do with that. But they said, my favorite moment in K-pop was your hysterical review of KCON LA this year. The description of the pressure to perform your own 17s at the Carrot Fan Meet was a riot, along with Shannon feeling validated that the other K-pop journalists got me when they recognized her monster slip <laughs> bomb. <laughs> It's true. I mean, honestly, if if we're going personal here, I think KCON was a very big highlight of my year this year. Totally. It was a really great KCON. We met so many nice people and we, and we saw got to go with stuff. Jordan,
2: which was really fun. We got to like expand our K-pop community. I think that 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 is a good highlight for sure. Uh, okay, it's this the next living. one is from Brian, and he says, uh, The thing I'm most thankful for this year was my girl CLC winning their first show award for no on the show in February. But in all honesty, I would be lying if I didn't say the thing I am perhaps more thankful for was discovering Produce 48. My life has been changed ever since my best friend and I discovered Produce 48 after accidentally (laughs) watching a random YouTube video. Isn't that just how it goes? (laughs) Accidental (laughs) watching. Even though the show has been on for over, oh, excuse me, the show has been over for more than a year and the winning girls were formed into Eyes one, it didn't stop me from falling down the deepest (laughs) rabbit hole of all time and then loving all things p48 i mean it snowballed super fast and it's gotten to the point now where even though i can struggle remembering all the members of currently debuted groups i can still tell you all 97 (laughs) girls of p48 by name it's honestly the best show i've ever seen (laughs) Uh, it sounds corny, but just being able to watch P48 episodes and learn more about all the trainees is one of the main reasons I looked forward to waking up in the morning, and they're one of my biggest inspirations and favorite topics to talk about on our K-pop podcast. Uh, I really don't know where I'd be right now if P48 and iZone didn't come out. Eyes one. Sorry. Didn't come through and pull me from the darkness that was the second part of this year. Now because they were there for me, I'll always be there for them. I literally love all 97 trainees of the show more than anything in the world. They gave me something to care about again and despite all the current negativity surrounding them and the show, I will always keep supporting them. Everyone keep supporting Eyes one. Oh, wow. wow. Brian. That was some real feels. Yeah. And
0: I appreciate beautiful. it. And like a potential tease for next year. I was waiting for the dust to settle, but like we might go into all that happened with the with the produced shows like next year. But yeah. what a bummer for all of those girls who worked so hard that it's tainted so badly. But mm-hmm. I just I hope they can figure it out. Okay. Okay. This next one is from friend of the show, Jenna. And she says, as you both know, 2019 has been full of K-pop moments that have destroyed me and filled me with joy. Picking just one was hard, but throughout the whole year, I've kept circling back to one ultimate favorite, Tamin. So my favorite moment of the year is a performance of Tamin's Japanese song, Famous. Y'all know I'm a choreo, choreo enthusiast and I love this. It's simple, sexy, weird and fun. It's so Taemin. I love when he throws his jacket over his shoulder and the audience screams. I love the body shake to the rhythm of the music. I love Taemin's performance glare and I love how the dancer is one how every dancer is 100% feeling themselves. Taemin is a gift that keeps on giving. He is a talented artist and soloist and I am endlessly proud of him the lyrics to famous are also sexy and cool one line is translated to shall i turn everything i touch into diamonds and i just have to say you always do Timmy. you always do oh Hugs to you both.
2: I, love <laughs> I love that i love that i love that the title of her email was my 2019 still belongs to timmyn <laughs> oh. <laughs> fantastic i love timmyn and i love you too jenna This next one comes from a listener named Lex and Lex wrote as for my favorite moment ooh, they spell favorite with a U they must be British uh, I was looking forward to the competition shows V1 and Queendom as soon as I heard about them they both served up some amazing moments songs and covers and I would encourage you to check them out if you haven't already in general I would say it would be these girl group competitions that were my favorite K-pop thing of 2019 but more specifically I would say a particular performance at V one was my top moment. When Sion from Dreamcatcher sang a cover of Exo's Overdose, Ooh. I was totally blown away. It was a surprise and a delight, not something I would have anticipated from a vocal competition, and it suited her so well. As always with Dreamcatcher, S1 didn't also didn't change the pronouns in the song, which I really respect. Anyhow, it was amazing, and I would recommend you check it out. Thanks. I love that. I had not seen that video before, so I will 100% be watching that. I love Overdose. I love a song where they don't change the pronouns. um, And I love a vocal competition. Yeah, that's like all the things
0: that I wanted. I really, in another universe where like neither of us have jobs and this podcast is our (laughs) only job, I would have liked to have like watched Queendom or something like as a like episode recap. But it seems like everybody else was enjoying all of those shows this year. Maybe someday this will be our only job. That's the dream. That's That's the the dream. dream. Okay. This next email is from from Dulma, and they say, I'm Dulma from Germany. My personal K-pop favorite highlight was the Stray Kids comeback in March with their Miro album, which made me stan them. It's still my favorite album of theirs because I sincerely love every song on it, and I even bought it. An album has to be really good for me to buy it, and like many, many albums, I don't really buy them. I barely own three. So you can tell how much this album means to me. As I said, the album and comeback made me stand stray kids, and it now introduced me to not only stray kids, but in an- ultimate bias who is Sungmin and here is a picture of him (laughs) we share the same interest and even the same camera we're both interested in photography and bought the same camera it's even the same color I can't believe it we're both huge day six fans and I started standing (laughs) day six early so I was shook to find out he likes them too these are just examples it's really funny and creepy at the same time it's not creepy I think it's fun that you guys have the same interest I don't think that's creepy I I think that's
2: fun that's so fun and he's very adorable yeah he was a cutie All right. this next email comes from Yasmina uh, and she says it's not easy picking a favorite memory but if I had to choose only one I think it wouldn't be specifically my personal best but it's something that has warmed my heart infinitely and I didn't even think about connecting with a group like this. Uh, I also chose this because I think this group just needs to be more recognized in general and I'm talking about newest! Finally getting together after more than two long years of being apart. Uh, because of Destiny, or maybe by chance, while I was watching YouTube, an ad popped up, and it was newest bet bet comeback. Immediately, I fell in love with the song. I thought that the music video was so well produced, and I was just so intrigued by these five good-looking dudes. I was obsessed with the song, like when you listen to something on repeat and can't get it out of your mind. I totally agree, Ismina, and
0: I'm like, sorry to say, because it was like one of the, when I was trying Trying to like fit all of my favorite songs onto the last couple of lists that mm. we made in the last couple of episodes, newest bet bet was the only thing I never found a slot for. I, and also, I loved that yeah, comeback. I did
2: also have that in my when we were trying to make our our best of with you song. I had bet bet on uh on a list and I it like just barely didn't make the cut. But I agree, I enjoy newest um as a a player of Pledis superstar. Yes. <laughs> I enjoy Newest. Um, and I I and we've seen them. We saw the newest W at KCON. They were excellent. Um, and so I agree. I think they could use more hype. Yeah,
0: I loved Betbet. Just just agreeing with you and throwing in one last recommendation for a song <laughs> that I didn't get to make on my many lists. Absolutely. Newest Bet Bet was also it's good. It's good,
2: you guys. It's
0: good. <laughs> Um, here's another little quick, a little quick one. This is from Mara, and they said my 2019 K-pop highlight was attending my first K-pop concert ever. I decided to pop my K-pop cherry and attend a GOT7 concert in London, and my God, let me tell you, I traveled from Dubai for this, and every penny and plane tickets and visa application was worth it.
2: Holy <laughs> shit, that is taking what I just said like not 10 minutes ago about taking the time to go see your person and like to the next level Dubai to London would it ha- not have been closer to like just straight up go to Korea uh I don't know but girl good congratulations good for you like that is I, I really appreciate the commitment to
0: that because that is something that we very we are very very fortunate and that we mm-hmm. live in Los Angeles and like Every K-pop tour stops in LA, like they all do. So we never have to make that consideration. But like when people travel for a K-pop show, like so much solidarity to you because I like get, I get the urge (laughs) and I think you made the right decision. Yeah, absolutely. But like, it's just not a decision I even have to think about. So I'm just vastly impressed when Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, I have to buy plane tickets to buy plane tickets on top of buying concert tickets. Like, wow, you're really doing something um some other quick highlights uh listener portgas said that mnet queendom is something they will remember for years michael said i went to see bts in paris i got the chance ticket in may and i remembered your wise words that if i should go see my faves then i should go and your podcast prepared me so well I learned all the fan chants, got a light stick, talked to other fans, and made new friends around the w- along the way. I'm so happy with this memory, and I'm thankful that I can share it with you and your listeners. Greetings from Germany. Love, Michael. Wow. So I'm, Michael went to Paris to see BTS. Also think that's great. Like, yeah. You guys. Amazing. Traveling all over the world to see your babies. Savannah says... At the beginning of 2019, I went through a really terrible breakup and it left me feeling like I'd hit a rut in my K-pop hobby. It was really devastating and unusual because K-pop had always been used as my comfort blanket and escape. Mm -hmm. The only group that I kept up with through the dark time was 17, but I felt lost in my actual life and my K-pop life. But that all changed in February when Luna's comeback Butterfly was released this comeback revitalized my K-pop hobby and before I knew it I was diving deeper into Luna I learned more about the Luniverse and getting to know the members like the back of my hand it solidified my biases and I have two I love equally Kim Lip and Olivia Hay. Here I am closing the year with an official Luna Fan Club membership, my fan kit on the way, and a season's greetings pre-ordered, and a collection of their pre-debut singles that is slowly expanding. I now alt both Seventeen and Luna, and my heart feels so full. I'm excited to see what 2020 brings for both of my favorite groups." Oh, Savannah, I'm sorry you had a hard year, but I'm really...
2: It touches me to know that, like, Luna was there for you and that it helped. Yeah, that's so wonderful. I have to um, say that our next one just came in, like, literally just this moment. Oh, please. We got a a DM from a quiet kerfuffle who said she realized that she mistyped our email address when she sent it to us. Oh, no. But I said, we're recording it right now. Quick, just tell me. (laughs) (laughs) So, she says... It was so hard to pick just one favorite K-pop moment from this year, but I have decided that it is seeing day six in Chicago. This summer was, fa- this semester was very stressful for me. And at the beginning of the show, Jay told us that we were there to relieve stress and have fun. So we shouldn't worry if we were dancing too much or if we uh-huh. looked weird. We should just enjoy ourselves. It was such a simple thing to say, but it was exactly what I needed to hear. And it let me fully enjoy the concert. It was only the second k-pop concert i've been to and it was so nice to have some experience with how it would work so that i could focus on enjoying what was so happy rather than being overwhelmed Uh, at the time day six wasn't one of my top favorite groups um, but their show was so good and i was so impressed that they skyrocketed up my list Uh, i'm definitely rambling but seeing day six in concert was one of the best parts of my whole year k-pop or not and my memories from it are so precious to me k pop concerts are so special and I'm so glad I've been fortunate enough to be able to go uh i totally agree with you i think k-pop concerts are just like a gem i love that so many of our highlights that we got sent in were actually concert moments um that's really sweet and i'm glad that you guys all got to go and see such good shows yeah i like that people specifically
0: specifically referenced us bullying them into going to concerts because i i believe everything i said on that episode when i told y'all that you will regret it if you don't go like I mean it and I'm glad that some of you took us yeah. up on our advice because like K-pop concerts are once in a lifetime opportunities and we've seen over and over again this year how things things can change in mm-hmm. literally an instant um, so it's always best that like if you can go I'm not trying to encourage people to go into debt or lose jobs or anything over K-pop concerts but if you can if you can yeah. make it work do it because you, you won't regret you it, won't regret it. All right. This next email is from Meg. And Meg says, 2019 uh, was my first full year as a K-pop fan. It was full of first and highlights, but I'll pick one. My highlight is friends. I'm in my late 30s and I've been a stay at home mom for years. I found it really hard to connect with anybody outside of my immediate family. And even though I do have friends, we barely see each other. This year, several of my friends also got into K-pop, and I connected with some new people. So we talk online almost every day, even if it's sending a music video or a gif of an idol doing something adorable. We get together every few weeks for a quote-unquote K-popping. I'm Aww. not lonely anymore, and it makes me feel unspeakably happy and grateful. When I first got into K-pop, I told my husband that it felt big and important and life-changing. And I didn't know exactly why. I mean, it's just k-pop right but it ended up being all of those things k-pop brought my people together this year and I will always remember that and then I have to put in this ps for people who don't follow us on social media ps over the summer I started drawing cute little k-pop idols and sending them to my friends to make me smile The first little drawings became an obsession, and now I'm taking commissions and regularly posting art online. This is so new for me, and it's 100% because of K-pop and the friends I've made. My Instagram handle is kheartcuties, and I attached some drawings I did for you. And Meg sent drawings of us in our k Con outfits that I literally cannot Get over. I
2: know. They have every single detail correct from like my eyebrows to your little beauty mark to like our, t- sh- our, yes. our shoes, the text on our t-shirts. Like they're so perfect.
0: And she also drew our two favorite Minos, one in his dress whites and one in his green view tank top. And I just wanted to call out on the podcast, Meg, like you truly made our lives with this fan art. Yep. And I hope that everybody listening, go follow her, ask for commissions. Like I want to... Encourage this hobby because I think you found something here.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I want you to keep at it. And talk about like giving us a K-pop highlight of this year. Yes. For sure. Definitely. All right. Our next one also about a concert. Uh, this one comes from Christina. She says, "My favorite com- uh, excuse me. My favorite K-pop moment of 2019 was when my boyfriend indulged me and went to an NCT 127 concert with me. I made him a playlist of their title tracks leading up to the concert and prepared him for the noise and fangirling <laughs> that would ensue. It was such a great feeling dancing and singing along with him. He was very into Fire Truck, and even though we were losing." St- at the end, through the surprisingly long <laughs> encore, our spirits remained high the whole time. It meant so much to me that he offered to come with me and really gave the group and the experience a chance. The best part now is that he's joining my best friend and I at a 17 concert in January for my birthday. He's also getting me a carrot bong. In short, my favorite K pop moment of 2019 was being able to share my love of K pop with the ones I love the most. And that is the beauty of K pop. That's really Bring nice people together that's
0: so nice
2: Christina like
0: please hold on to that and love it forever because my husband doesn't give one single shit about <laughs> K-pop and would never come to a concert with me. So all of you should appreciate, if anybody has a partner like that, you should appreciate it. That's
2: why you have me. I have you and I'm fine. I'm not lonely.
0: But I'm always like surprised whenever I see pictures of people being like, I took my boyfriend to the SuperM concert. I'm just like, oh, wait Or like that,
2: uh, ep- that email we just got from yes. the married couple. Yes, they go together. Jealous. Yeah. We've also gotten tweets from a married couple where his wife is a top stan um, <laughs> and I really love that he he sent us something once that was like I got her into top I just want to say that like
0: <laughs> really cute
2: okay we're running
0: out of time so I have to like We should just do some quickly. Uh, Okay, L'Oreal wrote us and said that when they went to the Pentagon concert, they fell in love with Jinho, and that that and seeing his like magazine ho series like totally changed their life. We've talked about that on the show before. They like mentioned they were like, you should watch these. Like we told y'all to watch these. So (laughs) one more recommendation for Jinho's magazine ho. Um. Robin's highlight was Keys repackaged for Face, I Wanna Be. The, his voice is beautiful, and the album showcases his versatility. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Michelle wrote in and said, I'm a VIP and an iconic, so 2019 has been hard for me. Totally understandable. But on in July, the boy group Six debuted and changed pronounced my life. C-I-X. Oh, it is pronounced C-I-X? She okay. it right Oh, it's there. written right there pronounced c-i-x debuted and changed my k-pop life i was instantly sold on their debut song movie star and decided that i had to stan so that's great uh i remember that song was fun i we watched it and i remember being like oh a group debuting sexy i didn't know that boy groups were allowed to debut with the sexy concept i thought they had to work up for it um but I guess not. Um okay, this one this one is a little sad but a little but nice and I thought I should mention it. So Josiah wrote us about how Sully had gotten them into FX and that she was always their favorite member. And then when we lost Sully in October, I was feeling like a zombie at work skipping FX songs and didn't really know how to take it or deal with something. Over someone that I didn't meet, but I really cared for, and it took time to process. But I started to cheer up when I found out about hinapia I really loved Pristin, and finding four of them again with their adorable new sweetheart really hit me well. After an unexpected disbandment, they've re-debuted working for their dreams, and following Kyla on Twitter has reassured me that the rest of Pristin is also doing well. I'm also very busy, but I want to do more to help suicide risk. I'm looking for more avenues to encourage everyone with those thoughts. I hope this isn't too long, and I hope you appreciate that you read this. Josiah, I think that is really, really, really nice. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most amazing things that you can do when tragedy strikes or there's something bad or some, when you feel like helpless to try to find avenues to help others. I think yeah. is really admirable Um and I'm pr- I'm proud of you guys. We have really nice. Yeah, listeners. absolutely.
2: And I mean, that's something we've talked about before. Like, because obviously we loved Jung Hyun so much, and like we lost him in a similar way. And and so the impact of losing someone that you feel very connected with, but don't actually know them personally, is very interesting and difficult to like process. Um, and I'm glad that you were able to sort of continue to find k-pop comforting in in a way that you did before yeah um so this
0: next one is a little wild and funny and i appreciated the way that it was written so i think <laughs> that we gotta read it um okay so this is from carolyn and carolyn says a few weeks ago i was a hundred percent sure that my favorite k-pop moment had already happened i saw my first k-pop concert ever sun me saw and quickly followed by many more Blackpink at Coachella, twice in New York, Um, getting two of my human friends to be semi-K-pop fans. But then it happened. I was murdered by the one, the only, Ugh! can you guess it, Kai, a.k.a. Kim Jong-un, Nini Bear, rude, rude, rude ass boy.
1: This no, this is my friend Kara?
0: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's Carolyn. It's <laughs> Carolyn. Uh, November 19th, 2019, Super M, Madison Square Garden. My soul left my body during his solo stage. It was dirty and rude, and I loved all three minutes and 35 seconds of it. <laughs> Serious, though, my friend and I had watched several fan cams of it before, but nothing could prepare my body for seeing <laughs> it up close. I was actually shaking, and had to seat myself. Not much else to say, except I'm still in shock. And I hope that that stays burned in my brain forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm too excited to see this
2: Super Amp show. Ugh, man, I cannot believe how many people talked about it. All right, uh, let's see. This one says my, this one is from Jason. And it's he says, my highlight of this year was purchasing my first full-length album. I've been a casual fan since 2017 and saw an unboxing of Oh My Girl's Bungie Fall in Love album shortly after it came out. And that got me interested in the group and pushed me into buying the album itself. I don't own a lot of albums in general due to my personal rules for buying music. So buying my first full-length album was definitely Definitely the highlight. I got to agree with that Jason. Last year I bought a Pentagon
0: album and it was like the first album that I ever had mm-hmm. and then this year I went a little nuts and I probably added like 10 or 15 albums to my collection. And I always thought that that would be a silly thing that I wouldn't care about but like oops, it's actually really fun.
2: Yeah, I agree. I always <laughs> thought it was something that was like why would you need this? You can just have the MP3s of it. But mm, nope, there's a whole there's a whole joy in owning a K-pop album for sure.
0: Um, okay this next one is from Toya and Toya says that my K-pop highlight this year was going to my first k K-con ever and which doubled as my first K-pop concert it was the first time seeing people of different ages and races from all over the world celebrating dancing laughing and singing I'm 43 and I thought I would be one of the oldest people there but I was fooled there are ladies in their 60s in the Hallyu over 30 session I've been a K-pop fa- fan since 2014 but decided to live my K-pop life out loud this year and I needed that happy in my life because I lost my job two weeks after KCON I turned the negative into a positive, and I started knitting items in K-pop fandom colors, which has led me to knitting F- NFL and sorority items as well. I do miss listening to you guys when I drive into the city for work, but I know the door will open up, and I'll be back on my Wednesday listening schedule. Uh, I like that, Toya. I this is another example of like somebody turning turning a life. You know life throws you curveballs and it's very nice that we that we all share that we have our K-pop and that it can inspire new hobbies and it can comfort you when things are not feeling so great. Um so I just really I appreciate that Toya and I am also a knitter so I love that. <laughs> I used to knit dolls like K-pop dolls. I've only ever finished I made a Bomi that's finished. I have half amino and half a team and a big chanyol that I never, that doesn't have legs. But he could have legs, and then I'll give him to you. I was gonna say, I'm
2: like, I've always been heartbroken that you never gave that to me.
0: <laughs> well, I'll finish Sid it. has
2: his pretty cotton candy Cocoa Bot I did work I so hard it. on the hair.
0: I worked so hard on the hair, but he doesn't have
2: legs. I'll make him legs, and then I'll give need it legs, to you. That's fine. I'll give you the, the no, weird he needs torso. legs He's like more than 50% legs. He needs to have legs. <laughs> Oh, uh,
0: okay. All right. So while we didn't get to get th- to them all, I will say we truly did read, love, and appreciate all of your emails. I'm so yes. glad that all of you took so much time to tell us about what this year meant to you and exciting things that happened to you. Like, we're, we're right along with you there.
2: Yeah, thank you. Like, a special thank you to everyone who took the time to write us. Um, it was, it's really nice to like get that kind of response when we ask for something. Um, when we like put that that plug out there and you guys respond. Like you did you did it with the bias episode earlier this yeah. year. And then like this response, I would say it was almost like double the response that we got when we asked for your biases. Yeah. And it's just really lovely to have a conversation with you guys too. Um, and like we said that our K pop highlight was K con and like sort of the the community aspect that we got to enjoy and this podcast and getting a chance to chat with you guys doing this kind of episode having our amino chats like there are so many different ways that our K-pop community has grown this year, and like that, I think is our highlight. Yes, absolutely. You guys are the highlight. Yeah. So thank you for being a part of our K-pop life. So
0: to end this, I have what feels like a bit of of a surprise because I didn't finish listening to it as soon as I got it, and I
2: haven't heard it. I was like,
0: I'm saving this, but a listener named Melissa apparently had a couple of drinks and recorded us a voice memo. So, I'm going to play it. Like I said, I have not listened to past
1: the first 10 seconds of this, but I love this. So, here we go. Tia, ask me about K-pop podcast. M-A-K-pod something or another. I've been drinking tonight, so sorry. If someone asked me about you, I would say that you're like my favorite murder, but like about K-pop. Because... (laughs) You're both very funny and hilarious and cute, and you have slight Valley girl dialects, but I guess I also do, but I'm from the Midwest. But I live in Philly now. Um, I think this message might be too late, but I just want you to hear it anyway. It doesn't need to be in your podcast. Too late? Yes, it it's does. about my favorite moment. <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> so I've had a sinus infection, and now I'm just like what coughing. But like this past year, I saw Twice on the Twice Light Tours or Twice Lights Tour. And it was the first concert I ever cried at. And I've been to a lot of punk shows (laughs) since I was like 14 years old. I'm now 22. I know I'm younger than you because you talk about taming and, um, Just fucking, like, being a nuna sometimes and stuff like that. But, (laughs) basically, I saw Twice this year, and it was the first concert I ever cried at. Because even though I've been going to, like, fucking depressing emo punk shows (laughs) since I was 15 years old, I was always very happy to be there. Like, they were sad songs, but I was happy to be seeing the bands I love. But Twice... Just, they're so cute and so nice. They just fucking, like, make me happy. Every time I hear Heart Shaker, I think of the, like, choreography, where they do, like, the little, like, you know, you see Sana go up and, like, make a heart and, like, be, like, huggy and cute (laughs) and stuff. And it just, it's so pure and nice that it makes me cry every single time I hear the song Heart Shaker. And when I saw Joyce... (coughs) So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw Twice play in Chicago. I'm from Michigan, (laughs) and I saw them at the Chicago date. Chicago. Um, Yeah, I mean, even fucking Nayeon blew me away. (laughs) Like, she's such a fucking good singer. She's so charming. Seeing her live was what made me bias her, I think, but... Like hearing that song live, especially the way they did it, which is a little bit more mature than their like cutesy concept, because they've been going for a little more mature. I literally cried so much, and it meant a lot to me. And I paid for really shitty seats. Um, <laughs> probably, if there are five tiers, I paid for the fourth tier for like a hundred dollars. But I'm sending this to you. Not sure if you'll listen. If you do, just by the way, you're the ones who introduced me to Superstar SMTown, which has completely eaten up my life, it fucking sucks, but I enjoy it, but (coughs) anyway, I love you guys so much. I think you're so fucking funny, and yeah, you don't need to include this in the podcast, but I hope you listen to it anyway. And I love you. And if I'm ever in California again, or if you're in Philadelphia, because I live here now, my Gmail, or I don't use fucking Gmail anymore. My email is c... (laughs) c (laughs) ...dot edu. I go to shows in New York City now. (laughs) Like, I I saw Super M play recently, and I got fucking $30 tickets for really shitty seats. But...
2: Bekyan looks
1: so fucking hot (laughs) with white hair and all white clothes. All those men are super fucking cute, but I was so shocked at Um. Anyway, yeah, love you. Have a good night. Bye. Oh,
2: my God. I love oh, Melissa, we love you. I love everything about that, especially the way she said, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so fun.
0: Uh, that was really fun. I thought that was the best note to end it on was to hear from a listener in their own yes. words.
2: Oh, uh, my God. Excellent. We're going to have to start. We're gonna have to set something up. So yeah, I might need to can, set
0: up a voicemail because maybe I'm now I'm addicted to getting to hearing your voices. Maybe yeah, that, and
2: we, it could be a whole new segment, like mail call, like, like having you guys send something in, like in addition to our random questions.
0: Pain, or thoughts like or like recommendations. A, yeah, I think this is oh, a thing. This is
2: something we're gonna have to mull over, but I like it. I like the idea a lot. So I like, it thank too. you, Melissa, for inspiring that. Uh whatever it may turn out to be.
0: Ugh. Okay, with that, we must go and continue on to 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the song from The Frogs by Steven Sondheim?
2: (laughs) Is it? No, I (laughs) thought it was like the fanfare of like... Yeah, Yeah, but
0: that's like the intro to The Overture, or The Overture to The Frogs is like... No, never mind. It's different. Point is, <laughs> the point is, I wanted. To point end is, with we've some been in this fair. studio for like six hours, uh, and I don't. I don't we know. gotta end it. We
2: drank uh, a bottle of cheap champagne, and I feel kind of drunk. We've been here forever,
0: but the, but we did it because we love you guys, and this episode was proof. And like. We didn't read any of them out loud because it makes my, it like makes me nervous, but it's, you guys said so many nice things about us and I can't even take it. Like you're all, you are all too nice. You are all too nice. And we do not, we do not deserve you, but I feel very, very blessed. that so many really wonderful people listen to this podcast and I feel honored That we've been the people who have introduced y'all to so many things and that you like things that we like because we said so. Like, those are things I just don't really know how to deal with, honestly. (laughs) It's a lot to take in, but it's humbling and it makes my heart warm and I'm really glad that we got to spend this year with you guys
2: Yeah, and we're really looking forward to spending more time with you guys. And hopefully this podcast continues to grow in a way that affords us more opportunities to communicate with you guys. Um, Like one thing that we've been really blessed to do, I mentioned this earlier, but like our little amino chats are so fun. Um, They happen every month and it's like a great way for us to interact with you guys. And I just hope that we continue to have different opportunities opportunities um to learn and grow and explore in this beautiful world of k-pop. Yes, wonderful.
0: And like looking forward to 2020, um for sure, if anybody will be at the 17 concert in LA or the Super M concert in LA. I will have buttons. Like we always want to meet you guys and like, give you yeah, a button and if like you guys talk. are going
2: to be at the forum for either super M or 17. We'll be there for both. So hit us up. Cause we will be there. Yes. we will. <gasps> I got to start planning my new 17. I know. Shirt.
0: we need outfits. It's a whole thing. Um, okay. But for now, we're going to go. Happy New Year. We love you guys so much. We will see all of you in 2020. And we're going to start a whole new year. A whole new year of K-pop. And I can't wait to see what it is. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration.